Blog Talk Radio. Yo, what's poppin', y'all? PSA Hip Hop, man. It's your boy, Three Letter Man. What's cracking, y'all? One second. Back on live, y'all already know what it is, man. PSA Hip Hop, man. It's your boy, Three Letter Man. Watson, what's goody, my guy? What's goody, B? What's poppin'? Summer, summer impact today, brother. Yes, sir. Let's get right into this, Watson. Everybody did their list of composing of the top 50 rappers of all time. Me and Watson are taking a whole different complete route and mission of how we constructing our list. We're actually doing errors, man. So, the list I'm about to tell you right now is consists of top our top 30 rappers of of the 80s. This is people that we rocked with, people that we had to recognize. So our list is going to be different than everybody else, man. Watch and set it off, man. Where you at? So um, at number 30, I have Roxanne Shante. Okay. Roxanne Shante is one of the original. Roxanne Shante is one of the original great MCs to come from Queensbridge. When we think about Queensbridge, we think about MC Shan. We think about Nas, Mob Deep. But before them, there was Roxanne Shante. She got her name from a song called Roxanne's Revenge. That song had mm-hmm. a huge, huge, major impact on hip hop during the time. So I have Roxanne Shante at number 30. I have Roxanne at number 30 also, but I have 35 artists. But at 30, I do I have Roxanne Shante. Uh, for me, Watts, when I think of Roxanne Shante, I think of UTFO. Um, I think of Video Music Box or Roxanne's Revenge video being played. You know what I mean? I loved her, loved her infamous ponytail in that video and all that. Rapping at 14, right, my G? Rapping at 14 years old? Absolutely. Good Lord, man. So, yeah, Watts, I got Watts, I got Roxanne Shanti at 30, my guy. Go ahead, man. So, at 29, I have a group, and the name of the group is The Beastie Boys. Now, I want guys to be clear about if you hear super famous guys low on this list. They're, pro- they're going to be MCs who are on our 80s era list and on our 90s era list. So if you uh-huh. hear somebody low, that doesn't mean they're not going to be on the 90s. That just means right. for me and how I experienced it in the 80s or and what it meant to me. Uh, so the Beastie Boys at 29, Paul Revere's Boutique. Uh, here's a little story I got to tell. I got to tell. Boy, scratching. Um, it had, uh, really impacted me. Got major play, major radio play, and uh, I fucked with this. I fucked with the Beastie Boys hard body. And you had him at number twenty nine. Yeah, I had Beastie Boys at fourteen. Um, and I wasn't even the biggest Beastie Boys fan. But when I construct my list, and for the last three to four days watching 
videos, watching old OMTV raps interviews. Um, these niggas formed in 1981. Mike D, RIP MCA first off, Ad Rock. Uh, they dropped the EP in 82. Uh, these niggas won a, they toured with goddamn Madonna in 1985. Uh, released their album License to Ill in 85, 86, No Sleep to Brooklyn. Um, you Gotta Fight for Your Rights to Party was on MTV. I felt like every 10 minutes I was watching that video. Watson just highlighted Paul Revere, probably my favorite Beastie Boys song. Uh, before Third Base, before Eminem, before House of Pain, before the Young Black Teenagers, teenagers there was the Beastie Boys. Yeah, Watson. I got number 14. Number 28. I have Super Lovacy and Casanova Rudd. Mm. Okay. Due to James Brown and girls act stupidly when I'm pumping them. Man, oh man, let me just tell you, man, this is these these are summer anthem songs where right. it, it's the summertime, it's outside, and do the James Brown. If you dance, mm. you know how to do the James Brown. And when that song came <laughs> on, the whole dance floor used to do. Yeah, do the James Brown, Brown, Brown. It was just was the impact of this song. It, this is and you got a guy big, who's gonna understand big, this is an era when a song comes out. When a song comes out, it does not last for a week or two weeks. It lasts for months. So a song can come out in April, and it can be played every day until September. Like that was a this was a normal thing for the hip hop we're talking about. The hip hop songs or the albums stayed in rotation for a long for months, months, not mm. not. Not a quick. We heard it this week, and now it's Friday. Let's get to the next one. So, uh, the impact of this song is it, it just was everything to me. So, I got Super Love C Casanova yeah. Rudd twenty eight. I, I had Super Love C Casanova Rudd at at thirty three. Um, when I think of these brothers, Watson just swooped for me myself. Um, the first thing that comes to my mind is Do the James Man eighty seven, um, eighty eight. This was like a huge song. Yes, and they never gave us a classic album watch, but, you know, dope songs. R.I.P. Paul C., first off. And Biggie Small sample, Dreams of F and the R&B Bitch. You do not sample this from this song, my G. Come on now. Absolutely. Absolutely. That, 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 and we that's can't forget where about this the... came from. So when we heard Dreams of fucking R&B Bitch, the first thing we thought of, oh, shit, he's sampling the James Brown. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the first Fact. thing you think of. You know what I'm saying? I can't forget so, about yeah. the Romeo song. I can't forget about the Romeo song. Nope. Um, I, nah, and Girls Got Em Locked song. And the video was, yo, so many dance moves in that Girls Got Em Locked video, my guy, is out of this world, man. So, yeah, watch. I got Super Lover C and Casting Over right at 33. I know you got him at 28. Talk to me, my brother. Uh, at 27, I have another group. This is a group that's very important to you, to you new age dudes who are trying to push other MCs. I'll get into that in a second, but it's third base. Okay. Third base. Okay. MC Search, MC Search, Pete Nice. Um, they impacted. They had a big impact. They impacted the fact that they had Hammer really trying to diss them back when they when they dissed MC Hammer. <laughs> um, right. they had, they had Gas Face, which was a Big song, man. Get the gas face was a big song. Uh, the, the visuals for the video, 
the videos, uh, this is a big song. Me and my cousin, I remember I used to go to Harlem to visit my cousin, man, and we used to play this third bass album all the time. Like, this was our album. It was a go-to album. Like, yo, where's that third bass? Put it on, and that's all we playing right. for the whole night. That's the impact this album had on me. Um, so, yeah, man, third bass. At what number you had him at? 27. I had him at 28, so we're not too far off. Um, 1988, one word, the gas face. Pete Nice, MC Search. Kick him in the grill, Pete. Um, we can't ignore MC Search. used to dance in these videos, man. You know this Pete Nice stuff? He used to dance like that, the way Search would dance? And was Search no, the didn't. first white brother? Hmm? He just walked with a cane. No, that's Search, all, that's Search all is Right. Um, Search was the first white brother that I saw with a flat top. Um, like Search verse on you know what's funny though? When you listen to Search uh MC Search verse on Gas Face, he's picking up black folks, getting at races, white folks. You know what I mean? They also put us on the KMD. But Hammer got the gas face. That Cactus album that Watson's talking about, man. It also had um Step Into the AM, Brooklyn Queens, which was Pop a Goes dope, Weasel. Dope, dope, dope. Step into the AM. Big mm-hmm. big time song. Brooklyn Queen Studio. These guys, these guys made it. These guys and these guys were respected. These guys before Eminem, before Eminem was respected and embraced by black people, these guys were accepted and yes. embraced by us. There's no question. We right. was not looking at them right. like this is some white boy corny rap. No word. That's a rap. This That's is a fact. completely That's a fact. accepted hip hop. Completely accepted. I actually and I keep it. I'll keep it even more hundred. I listened to them more than I listened to Beastie Boys. Period. Like I can say that. Um, I'm co-signing that 100 with you, brother. I, I listen to them more than the Beastie Boys, and that's no disrespect to the Beastie Boys. It's just, you know, I agree. Third base has to be talked about. I totally agree, man. What else you got, watch? So at 27, I right. have UTFO. Well, 26, mm. 26, 26. I have UTFO. All right. And that UTFO, because UTFO had one of the most influential songs of the 80s, of the whole 80s. They had Roxanne, Roxanne. Yeah. And that song, the impact of that song alone was just, meant everything to me. You know, if there was a popular song, you'd just get the whole album. Yeah. And and this song was powerful enough where... Remember, you got to understand, this is the era where there's no internet. We can't preview songs. There's no <laughs> listening parties like that. Like, you hear it on the radio all the time, and then the only time you know it's out is when you go to the record store, and it's out. You're like, oh, shit. Yeah. And then you buy it. Right. It's literally like yeah. that. Like, so your love of hip-hop had to be so real. You had to go out. You know how you make us go shopping to buy food to eat, even though we're in a different area where you can eat and get your food delivered? But yeah. you literally yeah. had to go get your hip-hop. If you didn't tape it on the radio, you had to go get it. And when you get it, you saw your album. He's like, yo, those are the niggas that did Roxanne, Roxanne. And you just get their whole shit. Uh, so, UTFO, uh, number 26. We're not far behind again. I got UTFO at 27, 1984, Roxanne, Roxanne. Shout out to Kango Kid, Dr. Ice, educated rapper, mixed master, um, you can't talk 80s hip-hop without talking UTFO, in my opinion, especially early 80s. Um, Leader of the Pack, Roxanne Roxanne was a big song. 
Um, Lead of the Pack was another dope song, watch. Um, yeah, man, I got GTFO at 27. You, you, um, did these brothers get enough respect, you think, in the 80s? You think? No. Because they didn't give us a classic they album. They a couple this, of joints. This song, us, yeah. This, the song does, but, but, but they don't. But the song does. The song is a, is a hip-hop Hall of Fame first ballad song. Okay. All right. Talk to me, man. My next, this is 25, Where you at now? 25 is a tie. At 25. Okay. 25 is a tie. 25 is a tie because it's. Wait. Okay. It's, it's, we got UTF for 26? Yeah, I got UTF for 26. Okay. But oh, 25 is a tie. I put both of these, I put both of these artists at the same to me. It's, uh, okay. it's audio two top billing. And raw bass, it takes two. Mm. Okay. So you put raw bass and or wait, wait, hold on, say it again. Audio two and raw bass are tied at twenty five. Oh, you got them tied. Yeah. So you don't got one over the other. No, I have them tied at twenty five. Any reason why or? Because well, they didn't have classic albums to me, but mm-hmm. they had songs that were two of the most defining songs of the 80s. Uh, yes. Top Billing yes. is, not, is not a sample. It is just a beat with a unique voice from Gid, from and from MC Like the Brother. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the dopest hip-hop beats. Ever. MC and my people call me milk when I'm busting on the mic. You hear no guilt. Just, just one of the illest, illest songs you ever going to hear. I think it defined the sound of hip hop when it came out. One of my, it's one of my all time favorite songs. This is the first Ballad Hall of Fame song. This is a, to quote Mickey Fax, this is a Smithsonian song, Mickey Fax. Yes. Top yes. Villain is a Smithsonian yes. song. Since you want to, since you want to mm-hmm. throw songs in the Smithsonian. I'm going to throw songs in the Smithsonian. Top Billings, one of them. Next song I'm throwing in the Smithsonian is Rob Bass, It Takes Two. Yeah. Where do you go on? Uh, Before you continue, where do you have Rob Bass at? You tie, you said, right? I, this, this is 25. This is 25, okay. and I said I tied okay. Rob Bass. Um, this is another song that defined, changed. This, this is one of the, first of all, this is a song that white people liked. This was one of those yes. hip hop songs. This is one of the first hip hop songs that I saw Crossover. white people liking. Okay? Nigga, hold on, hold on. Let's know, be real. It got the EPMD crossover. Let's call it what it is. It's not in a bad way. It definitely but got it the did. crossover. It, it definitely got the crossover. To me, it was the biggest song of that summer of 88, man. You could not have a block party in New York City without the song being played. You couldn't watch Video Music Box without the song being played. Rob Bass with his velour, Dapper Dan, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was. It made everything. You niggas was watching Dapper Dan fucking videos on uh, thing. Well, look at look at what Rob Bass had on, and right. I want to rock right now. I'm rubbing. By the way, your man Snoop for you slow young dudes who don't know what the fuck is going on. Snoop sampled "I Want to Rock" for one of his songs in the, like 2008 called "I Want to mm. Rock." That was the name of the song. He had Jay Z on a remix. Maybe that'll maybe mm. that'll 
you let you guys to know what I'm talking about when I say that. So uh, it takes two. I like the Waffle, but fuck the Big Mac. This was a song that yes. everybody knew. Everybody could sing. It's an anthem. Yeah. It's another Mickey Facts. It's another <clears throat> Smith hip hop. Smith. I agree. Hip hop Smithsonian and the Smithsonian Library of Congress song. Now, now I got Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock at 21. In 88, It Takes Two was, if not one of the high, hugest songs in hip-hop, period. I also agree with Watson. This is a Smithsonian song. Like, this song is sitting at the table with Slick Rick's children's story. Let's just be clear, 88. It sat at the table with children's story. Am I lying on that? You're not lying at all. Let me just say this. This is a song that... It gets it, today. It's it's still a regular play song. You can play it at any wedding. You can play it at any barbecue. It's that. It's one of the hip hop songs that can be uh, played forever. Because your parents like. Oh, I would I say like this. this I would say this. The beat automatically gets you on the dance floor. Eighty eight, man. Um, ladies love me. Even the girls adore me. Like, come on, man. No violence, talk. No cursing. No sexual bars. Don't smoke Buddha. Can't stand sex. Yes. Um, DJ Red that Alert, Biz Markie in the video. Joy and Pain was a huge fucking song also from this album, man. The album wasn't that great, but we copped it, though, because we wanted to hear what else they had to talk about, man. So I got Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock at number 21, man. Okay. So at 24 for me is a pioneer. Um, I don't think he gets the respect he deserves. He was in a group in the late 70s called The Treacherous Three. He was on this show, this this pilot called Graffiti Rock, where he battled Run DMC. I'm talking about the original greater than Mace MC from Harlem, Kumo D. Greater than Mace. Make no mistake, you guys doing 90s lists. Mace is not ranked over Kumo D. Cannot be. It ain't even, it's not even debatable. It's insulting. Kumo D at number 24 for me. Listen, Kumo D right. did the impossible to me. He survived the 70s and had Late a 70s, full yeah. 80s hip hop career. A full right. 80s hip hop career. With, with, with hits. Not, not with hits. And he was one of the first rappers to win a Grammy. Like, I mean, yeah. this is, this is, um, and then yeah, he, 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 he had a 24. Okay, I had Modi at 20. I mean, a brother that was here in the late 70s, going into the 80s, um, infamous battle, Kumo D versus Busy B, first, probably first real battle that we knew about in hip-hop for us, our age group, right? Representative of the Treacherous Three, down with Special K. I just went on YouTube yesterday, watching. I saw some shit with uh, it was Run DMC, Special K, and Kumo D having a cipher. Like they were trying to make them battle, but it was a cipher. But they was battling. That yes. shit was dope that's to that's see, man. That was real that, dope that's to see. That's what I was talking about. I remember that. That was a show on Channel Eleven called Graffiti Box mm-hmm. when they was trying. It was a pilot to see yes. if a hip hop show would work. You know, like remember we had Solid Gold. It was like yes. a hip hop version of that, Steve but they that never shit, picked yeah. it up. But I remember yeah. watching that, thinking it was the dopest thing ever. Because remember, they had the break dancers on there, they had the yes. Rocksteady crew. It like so mm-hmm. to me, it was like, wow, this shit is amazing. 
Now, in 1987, this man had songs like How You Like Me Now, Wild Wild West, and, uh, and, and the joint, the No Respect joint, man. So I got Mo D at 20 watts. Talk to me, man. Um, at number 23, I have one of the greatest Brooklyn groups ever, 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 without question. I got Stetasonics with okay. DJ Prince Paul. I think you people know who DJ Prince Paul is. These guys right. had, uh, to me, one of the greatest Brooklyn anthems of all time, and the name of the song is Go Stetson. And mm-hmm. I'm telling you guys right now, man, this this was this this was it. This was it. This was our song when we would go to parties in Harlem. And this song would come on. If you was from Brooklyn, we made our presence felt. And, and nobody could put on it. Hip-hop in New York, if your favorite rapper was from your borough, you got real hype and louder when their song came on at your party. You know what I'm saying? So when Stethosonics would come on, we'd go crazy. They had Sally. They had talking all that jazz before this jazz infusion, before Guru. Talking, yo, you talking all that jazz. was my Google shit, though. You talking all that jazz. They, was my shit. They did it. Okay? Uh, I was a big mm. fan of Stethosonics. Uh, so I got Stethosonics at uh, 23. All right, hold on. Before you continue, let me just throw my 35 nigga out there. My lack of the, the, Dudes that I had last in the list, and me and Watson spoke about this off-air, but I had to talk to some of my Miami dudes, and they told me, man, in 89, they were listening to a lot of East Coast stuff, but for this group to hold down where they're from, I'm talking about Two Live Crew, man. 1989, Me So Horny was real big. I was a horny dude in 89. I'm going to keep it real. This is Cassette Tape Era. They also had Doodoo Brown. I just want to highlight and give a special shout-out to Two Live Crew. Continue watching Um, yeah, okay, so I have I have uh, Stetsasonic at 23, but to, to piggyback mm-hmm. on what you said, I started from 30, because you're going to start from 30, but here are some of the MCs that I that I had put down that we didn't get to, because my list was more than 30. Um, mm-hmm. I had Kid and Play. I have him in there. Uh, what number had him at? I had him at 31. I had 31? I don't want to wait before you continue. Hold on, because those guys you're talking about, I have them on my list. So I don't want to, I don't want to skip over them real quick. Okay, I had so kid let's talk about five. I had kid so let's talk about five. In '98, niggas can't front like they wasn't. We didn't buy that kid and play too high tape, my nigga. We're not gonna do that. Roll and roll with kid and play. Oh, come on, man. Ain't no, ain't gonna hurt nobody. It's one of my favorite kid and play songs of all time. We're talking about flat top ever. We're talking about dancing, dancing era, dance that moves, man. Let me ask you this, Watts. Better dance duo, duo. Kid and play or scoop and scrap loving? Kid and play. Okay. Kid and play, that. man. Kid and play. Um, I was in. That's my era. I was in. I was a hundred percent in the flat top era. Kid and play was winning because he had the highest flat top. This flat top was hiding canes. He had the highest flat top. Everybody wanted to get a flat top to be, to be as high as his. Niggas was like, damn, this shit ain't growing like that, man. Like, my shit could not grow that high, man. It used to kill me. Like, you wanted your flat top. The, the higher flat top, and the, the, the yeah, easier cut would be. Yeah, that was a, that's a fact. Kid and play. 
Now, one thing you said, Kid and Play is also one of those groups like Rob Bass that crossed over. White people started to like them. They liked that they didn't curse. They were wholesome. They were funny. They were fun, and they just danced and did party kind of hip hop, and very impactful. Uh, when they did the video for Getting Funky, when they did the video oh for Getting Funky, Sam, that video was it meant everything to hip hop. It meant everything to hip hop because when you would the, the visual. Because I'm telling you, we have some, yo, this era oh, of hip hop was dancing, yo, like, like, everybody was dancing, like, dancing our ass, and these dudes, it was, I mean, if you guys go to YouTube, and you put in Getting Funky by Kid and Play, you're going to see a block party, that's, that's yes. what we relate to. Double Yo, Funky is one of my favorite Kid and Play songs, though, I just got to say that, though, one of my favorite Kid and Play songs. Which one? Getting funky. Get funky. Yeah. Mine too. Um, and they became, listen, they became, they became the, one of the first rap superstars. Them niggas, them niggas even had a cartoon in the 90s, my nigga. They even had a cartoon. They had a brothers. cartoon in the 90s. They had House Party to show you how impactful it was. When House Party <laughs> came out, everybody went to see it and we talked about it. It was such a big deal for us yes, to see it was rappers, a big deal. It was a big deal. Movie. This is before the mm-hmm. Fresh Prince. This is before the Fresh Prince gets his show. Before LL gets his show, they get a movie. This was a big, big deal for us. So, uh, Kid and Play, huge, huge. They impacted me, my nigga. 25. 25. 80s era. Absolutely. I I agree with you 100%. Uh, Well, yeah, I know. DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince. Well, you got that? Now, I I had them at 32. Okay. Because remember, I started at 30, but I had them at 32. But let me just I'm say this. 32. Let me see. Uh, the Will Smith, the Will Smith that y'all know, I, that's not who I know. I know I know him as the Fresh Prince, as a rapper, and his DJ. And we were saying this. He was the best DJ out, period. That's a, my nigga. That's, that's what we thought. Niggas, we believe niggas better that. do they fucking the Google's, my nigga. Yo, my nigga, let me say something. I love Primo, love P-Rock, but there's two DJs in hip-hop history that do not get enough props when it comes to DJing and scratching. is Jazzy Jeff and DJ Scratch, in my opinion. Those two brothers right there. Especially Jazzy uh, Jeff. I, you don't I, get enough props. I agree 100%. Let me tell you something about he's the DJ, I'm the rapper, that album. That album was an album that we used to take outside, look at, and just that is it's a classic hip hop album cover. Mm-hmm. Classic. Um big impact from Philly on me. Like this these guys they they did fun hip hop, but they did real hip hop. A DJ and an M C. And yeah. I fucked with them. I fucked with them. So I mean, there's, 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 no, there's no question. No, I had him at uh I had him at thirty two. Because the only reason why I went I back to t- these past 30 people is because mm-hmm. you had said um, you had put right. some past 30, 30 MCs. I got I got Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince at 22. In 1988, okay. man, they dropped, like Watson talked about, the DJ and the rapper, man. Parents just to understand, A Nightmare on My Street. Um, I think I could be Mike Tyson in 89. 
And one thing about Fresh Prince videos, which, which, man, they which, were very animated. Which won the Grammy? Hmm? Which, which won, won the Grammy? Grammy the first? And they, the first rap they also won a favorite rap artist at the American Music Awards. They won two Ameri- two awards at the American Music Awards in 89. That was real big for hip-hop, for them to win that. That meant something for us. You know what I mean? So I got them at 22, man. Okay, so um, at 22 for me is Salt and Pepper. Okay. Salt and Pepper... Salt and Pepper, the reason why I know Salt and Pepper is is because this was the era of the response songs. So earlier we talked about UTFO had Roxanne, then Roxanne and Shantae responded with Roxanne's Revenge. There was also mm-hmm. a song that was called Fly Guy, Fly Guy, and then the girls responded with a song called Fly Girl, a Fly Girl. Fly you know girl what I'm saying? So that, that's fly what girl was. Shit. Hold up. Hold on, fly girl, watch you went in your fly girl bag, yo, my nigga. We can't act like fly girl. It was a, it was one joint, but that shit was fire, my nigga. And it, fly girl, we had, we had <laughs> fly guy. Let's go be a fly guy, a fly guy. And yeah. then yeah. a female MC responded with fly girl. Why it needs to be highlighted is because I gotta let you guys know female MCs were here at the beginning. That's female MCs. And Puerto Rican Hispanic MCs were with us at the beginning of hip hop. Hold on, hold on, doing Hispanic break dances, Hispanic DJs, Hispanic graffiti artists, all Hispanic that. Rappers, Hispanic yeah. rappers, and the Fantastic Five. They had a Puerto Rican yeah. rapper. And you should say I'm Puerto Rican, okay? He's part mm-hmm. of the Fantastic Five, original. You know what I'm saying? So, got, we got all so that. We got a shout out Latinos. We got to big up our Latinos. That's what we're doing here, man. Let them know that they were here in the culture with us, man. Especially NYC. Let me explain. Right next to us. You know what I mean? They were, and they were equals to us yes. in hip hop. Yeah. That's a fact. Equals. We, they, that's a fact. Puerto Ricans in New York City, to me, were hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Like, we stereotyped them as break dancers just because of the Rock mm-hmm. City crew. Just because yeah. of graffiti. You know what I'm yeah, saying? It was a big stereotype, that's though. I ain't going to hold you. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, they, like, oh, when I say in the building, building, they was absolutely yeah. here. Hip-hop. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, like, but 22, 22 is 22. You got them mad. mad. Yo, you, you ready to hear what I got saw that bad? Yeah. I got salt and pepper at 13, my nigga. At 13. That's, that's yes. I said it, Common Boys. 13. Let me tell you why. You're talking about 86 when he dropped the Hot Cool Vicious Project with the first Spinderella. Not the second Spinderella, Kenny Anderson's baby mama. No, the first Spinderella. Um, the showstopper by Mike sounds nice. Like, come on, man. Trapping 87, pushing at 87. Hey, Mickey Facts. Another Smithsonian song, my guy. That's a fact. I don't know no girl in my building, in my projects in New York City, that was not rocking the song. Not even girls. Niggas, too. And then you go to 88, the Twist and Shout song, Shake Your Thing, Everybody Get Up. It's one of my favorite song pepper songs of all time. They dropped two albums in 80, man. Two albums in 80. Everybody Get and they Up. And something everybody to the culture. Get up. It's one of Everybody get up on my favorite song. They used to rock the Dookie Ropes. 
Let me explain to you how yeah. great Stone Pepper is. Mary J. Blige said herself, Mary J. Blige said herself, the reason why my hair is blonde is because of Salt and Pepper. That's the only reason why I had blonde hair. It's because Not I surprised. wanted to be them. They are Not iconic. Surprised. Let me tell you something else about Salt and Pepper. Salt and Pepper never fell off. They never fell off. They, were they actually go into the Indies and become bigger superstars. I'll take it yeah. a step further about what you said about Salt and Pepper. Salt and Pepper arguably became the most successful hip hop act out of the Indies. If you really want to, if we go to yeah, if you want, no, I totally agree. That's a fact. It's going to Then Salt and Pepper is at the table with Run DMC. As the most yeah, iconic group to but come watch. out of the 80s. What, what's the That's why, that's why I got them at 13, my nigga. That's well, why listen, I got them at 13, everything you just said. Uh, listen, I, I have no problem with that, man. You Listen, I feel the same way. But we're talking about the 80s, brother, and t- there's a lot more MCs to get to. Yeah, facts, 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 facts. Continue, though. Let's keep it moving, man. Who else? Where, where we at? I got them at 13. You got them at 22, you said? 21, I think? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So at 21, I have the Fat Boys. Oh, boy. Brr, stick them. Ha, 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 stick them. Ha, 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 stick them. Brr, stick them. All right, P-Fucking Beatbox, first off, man. Go ahead. Gonna rock the beatbox with the fresh, funky rhythm. <laughs> listen. Listen. The impact oh, that these guys had. This mm-hmm. is the hip hop that everybody that that if you beatbox, Boston yes. human beatbox. Yes. So when you see Donald Trump beatbox, Bismarck, 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 yeah. After beatboxing, when you see anybody beatboxing, they going straight to Buffy the human beatbox. Yeah. Uh, yeah. These are three fat dudes. Before. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sidebar. Even though. They, no, and no disrespect to Ducky Fresh, because Ducky Fresh is my guy, and he's on this list also. We're gonna, I know you're not going to get on Ducky in a minute, but they tried to make it sound. I don't got Ducky Fresh over, for me, when it comes to beatboxing, because beatboxing was so huge in the 80s. Niggas like me and Watson, somebody, they rap, you had somebody beatboxing in the hallways in school. To me, I have him as number one beatboxing dude of all time over Ducky Fresh. That's who I heard first. And, but here's why. We heard him first. He was doing oh, this shit first. Boxing. He was doing it first. This, you know, a lot of people. So here's the thing about this list: a lot of people on this list look at them as the Jackie Robinsons of hip hop. They was the first. Yeah. They was pioneers. Mm-hmm. So even though yeah. Willie Mays might have been better, but you can no one can front on Jackie Robinson. That's how it is oh. with the Fat Boys, and a lot of people, basically everybody we name on this list is Jackie Robinsons of hip hop. That's why when all mm-hmm. these fucking lists are coming out and none of these people are being mentioned or talked about, it sounds like they're talking about something, watching, some other kind of music. This is why we're doing errors because if we don't do errors, a lot of our brothers in the 80s are going to get pulled to the wayside and nobody's going to give them light that they deserve. Like you and I are going to give them light right now. You get what I'm saying? And there's no way because they shaped us. They shaped right. hip-hop. Literally, mm-hmm. on this list, everybody we're talking about was influenced mm-hmm. by everybody we're talking about. You yeah. know what I'm saying? All these top 50 mm-hmm. lists you guys are talking about, nobody on this list was influenced by these dudes that y'all, that y'all got up there. Nope. These dudes, you know, so 
so I got the fat boys. I got fat boys at 21, and let me just say this: fat boys became stars. They became commercial hits. They did Crush yes. Move. They did that Crush movie Thoroughly. Thoroughly. Right, nigga, let's not act like we didn't go to we didn't we, we didn't rush to go see the sort of leaves. Let's not act like we didn't do that. We did do that. Let's not act like we didn't want to go see Crush Group. Let's not act like we didn't do but that. I, but that's the other all all the Crush Group was understand. I, I didn't feel I had to say that we rushed to see Crush Group. Any nigga in the eighties didn't see Crush Group. If you didn't see Beach Street, you didn't see any of them movies in the eighties, same wild style. I can't really talk to you, nigga. So you have to see those kind of movies to me. I didn't Crush Group was just uh, we had that shit on VHS ever, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, you had him at 21 again. I'm sorry, what? 20? 21. I had him at 21. I had him I had him at 17, man. Shout out to Prince Marky D, Kowalski, him and Beatbox, R.I.P. again, him and Beatbox. Um, the Fat Boys to me watching, they were just having fun in the 80s, man. In 84, the Fat Boys, I mean, me and my cousins were, you know, Fat Boys all back. And, you know, we'd never come back. Like, that was our shit right there. All you could eat, all you could eat meant everything to me, my nigga. Jailhouse rap song? What about the Jailhouse rap song, my nigga? We're not going to talk about that? Yeah. That didn't mean yeah. nothing Now, let me ask you this. Do you think anything. people are going to be bugging that the fact, maybe because I have him at 17, because I had a conversation with one of my OGs, and he told me he thought that was a reach. I don't think it was a reach because how much the fat boys meant to me at a young age. So I don't have a problem at seventeen. I, I don't think I, don't I, I can't. I can't. I can't. It, it's it's absolutely not a reach. Think about what year you take. You talking about eighty four. It was one DMC yeah. and the Fat Boys. It was yep. one DMC and the Fat Boys with yep. That's what it was. That's what yep. it was. So I, this. It I feel the Fat Boys don't get enough respect though. I think the Fat Boys don't get enough respect though. Listen, if you talk ABC pop, you have to talk to Fat Boys. First of all. They were more successful than a lot of people I'm gonna name ahead of them, man. These guys got yeah. these guys yes. like and play, like salt and pepper. These guys got the crossover. They crossed over. White people started to like them. Remember, these were man. Listen, man, you can't get no more. First of all, you can't get more hip hop than them. My nigga, hold on, hold on. I ain't even talking about hold on. Hip hop. I ain't even talk about a song '84 that we like from the Fat Boys. Can you feel it? Ah, oh, that was my jam right there. So I can't yeah, feel yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so check this out. Imagine, you know, in hip hop songs, there would be a break where you just let the beat rock, or you let the yes. DJ scratch. They used to just let the human beatbox beatbox oh. for the oh, hell yeah. between songs, and that they go dozy and just do his thing. Yo, my man, I put it this way. If you wasn't beatboxing, what was you doing right. in your life? I don't know what you oh, was doing, my nigga. couldn't beatbox. Straight up and down. Like, like <laughs> 80s hip-hop was a lived experience. You actually lived it. You didn't just listen to it. You lived it. It was a full-blown culture. All right. Mm-hmm. So, hold on. Where you at now? 20. All right. Twenty for me is very personal. It's very personal because this started the era of me identifying an MC's lyrical skills and making that mean everything to me. This was an MC that I used to compare to everybody who rapped. Chub Rock is number 20 for me. 
on my list. Wow, okay. Okay. Chubb Rock had a song called Caught Up. I used to go to school. Mind you, I'm in high school, all of this shit is going down. And uh-huh. we talking hip-hop, because everybody knows, you know, all you do is talk hip-hop with your people. And they're like, yo, what's up, man? You ain't listening to Chubb Rock? And he started rhyming Caught Up. Twice a month, I have to change my number because these girls want a little lumber. Oh, what's happening beef with nine X? Girls talking like Tomix. Some of that. Yo, I was like, what the fuck are you rapping? Then when I heard it, ran out, got the twelve inch. That was it. Chub Rock was my guy. Wrote the wrote the words down. This is one of the songs that I vividly remember writing the words down. Remembered it. Me and my whole crew memorized it and used to rap. The whole shit. That was this is what we used to do in the eighties. We used to our favorite song. We would literally yep. listen to it, write the entire song down, then memorize it like we tried to do a battle rap. Or, or if we had, or we or this caveat, or some tapes we bought, they have the lyrics in there. That was always dope though. Not every tape had that, but you had some tapes where the lyrics were installed in the in the um pathway. And, and they were written and they were written and they were written mad small. And they were written mad small. Yes. <laughs> and let's be real, my nigga, let's be real. Me and you did not read every shout out on everybody's tape. The shout outs, the thank yous, the producers, and all that on these tapes, man. Needed to. So, um, l- let me just say this Chubb Rock is one of my all time favorite MCs of the 80s. I have him at number 20 because the people ahead of him had mm-hmm. bigger impacts, better albums, mm-hmm. but he had a Profound impact. I want to say this so people treat him right, my nigga. Come on. He was Biggie. He was Biggie before Biggie. This is before treat him right. I'm I'm just giving you the caught up era. Okay. Because that's the '90s Chub Rock. But he's Biggie before Biggie. Nobody can front on Chub Rock. Nobody. So that's number twenty for me, Chub Rock. Uh, All right. Um, I'm gonna throw this guy in here at 34. Then I'll check my list. Um, and it's funny because I had to do the knowledge. I had to do the knowledge, West Coast. I'm sorry. I had to do the knowledge on your mans and them. We watch to know about this, brother. But I had to really go into the YouTube and do the knowledge of this particular individual, man. And if you do the knowledge, man, I got too short at 34. I mean, this man had a song called Don't Stop Rapping in 1983. I mean, and what's wild, watch, is I'm constructing our list, and it's forcing me to go back and, and revisit a lot of these 80 brothers, man. And in 88, he dropped the Life is Too Short album. Um, I knew some dudes. Listen, I'm a big East Coast nigga, right? So I can't say I was I was not playing too short like that. I know a few cats that was playing too short here and there. I can't say I was well versed in, in in the '80s with too short, but I do recognize what he did and what he meant, especially for Cali. Because I spoke to a, one of my Cali dudes, and they said, "Fam, you gotta understand, I had Oakland man, and that's and I understand '89. He dropped Born to Mac album. You know, people considered somebody told me they considered too short in the West Coast the Godfather of the West Coast." You know what I'm saying? In fact, somebody told me that how we, we how Indian Girl meant to us, like the way Too Short was doing songs like Indian Girl. They're, they're West Coast version of Indian Girl for the West Coast. So I got to put Too Short out there in 34. Watch, keep it moving. What you got? At number 19, MC Light. <clears throat> MC Light. Female from my borough of Brooklyn. My borough 90s, nigga. of Brooklyn. Okay? I'll borrow when I get it right. So, let me tell you. I was fortunate enough 
to see MC Light perform at a block party. Yeah, that was a time where you could have a block party and a rapper would be yeah, there. I don't that's know a who fact. Would, and they would that's a fact. on the mic and they rap their song. Son, son, I seen Smith and Wesson do that shit and it fucked me up. Fucked me up. You just like wow. I, I saw Kentucky Steel. I saw MC. I saw MC Light do it, and it was mm. amazing. So let's get let's get to the point. Ten percent diss. Be by the ghost style taker. Tell you see your face you ain't nothing but a faker. Face you ain't nothing but a faker. She's laughing ah. over top billing beat, but to hear a female body that shit. To yeah. hear a female. Now, females will always hear. We gonna, you're going to catch the theme. Females are going to get crazy love when you fuck with mm-hmm. me and you when we talk hip hop. Yeah. The Lord Jamar shit don't work over here. That Lord Jamar <laughs> shit don't work over here. Actually, actually anybody fact. had any heart, they could play him if he ever tries to phone on female MCs like he does. I can't phone on female MCs, him. man. I don't understand that. I don't, let me say it's something. It's 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 I don't want to take too much. Hold up. I don't want to take too much time on this, but I just got to say this, man. Shame on you niggas that don't big up the females in hip-hop, man. I just want to say that. Shame on you niggas, man. I never understood why brothers don't respect females in hip-hop. But get it, watch. I don't even want to go there. But just get it. So here's the going. Light had, Light had 10% this. She had paper thin. She had a cramp sure. to understand. And she had she light had, talk as about a it. rock. Those, talk about it, nigga. Those songs. Those songs. I'm going to tell you how real them songs was, man. I'm putting them songs on with King KRS G Rap. I'm putting light songs on with them at the same time. My nigga, we're doing our hip hop. I have I no problem. It's getting played. Well, my nigga, hold on. Everybody I don't know if you expect me. I, I, I don't think you expect me to disagree with you, but I'm not going to disagree with you, brother. I'm sorry. I can't. I just can't. Sorry. I totally agree. And, and more. How about that, Watts? And more. So okay. what you just said. Okay. Cause I, I, the I table. know it. I know it. Her vocal projection, her mic mm-hmm. presence, just a second mm-hmm. to none. She sounded like Wait, an MC. Where? Will you ever rank that? 19. I got to rank way higher than you, my nigga. What's really to the good? Do you want to know there's, there's where no I have MC that, like ranked at? Where? I got MC like ranked at number nine, my nigga. Move to the ring, you niggas that don't listen to female hip-hop. Get up out of here, niggas who don't listen to female hip-hop, man. Let me tell you niggas something, man. Everything Watson said, I agree times 10. I can't even... All I can do right now, everything he said is piggyback on what my brother just said, because everything he said is 100%. My nigga, I understand you niggas love G-Rap. I understand you niggas love a lot of niggas that we're going to talk about that we need to get to in our top 10 list, and even brothers before her. But the reason why I got light as number nine, love salt and pepper, Love, um, Sifanessa and Sin Chris. All these females, man, I respect y'all, man. But when I heard MC Light, my nigga, Light as a rock. I'm sorry, man, to the sisters in the 80s, man. This was getting heavy rotation. Paper thin, 10% this. I cramped to understand. Kick this one for Brooklyn. Kick this one for my DJ. And kick this one here for me and my DJ. Y'all niggas don't know about that, man. And then you go to 89 watching. We're not, we're not gonna just talk about cha cha cha. We gonna act like cha 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 didn't happen. Uh, Are we gonna act like two hard motherfuckers? In that? We, is that what we doing? Are we gonna act like um? What's the drink that I like? Hold on, cappuccino. Pardon me, cappuccino. Slaves. Um, what's the other drink light had? Slaves to the rhythm. Come on, son. She had joints. Yo, light had two fire albums in the '80s, my nigga. Two fire albums in the '80s, and still holding it down into the '90s. I got light right, number nine, right, my nigga. 
I 100% agree with everything you and said. She and she rap better than a lot of niggas, I, too. How about that? And she rap better than a lot of niggas, too. I, How about that? I, I agree with everything you said. And what I like what you did is you, is this list, this era we're highlighting is how many great MCs was in the 80s. There were a lot of great MCs. Light was one of them. I have zero issue with you having Light at number nine. None. I don't have a problem with it. She's absolutely can be number nine. So let my me nigga, she impacted me, my, my nigga. Hold on, before you go watch, my I list, gotta let niggas know how much my, light impacted me, my nigga. Hold I, I, on, but, but my nigga, I, my cousin went to buy the MC Light album. My nigga, I remember the infamous pose of Light standing next to that tall ass black judo ass nigga. He looking about seven ten. And, 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 and come on, man, I cram to understand these videos, my nigga. Paper thin. Listen, you're not telling. Listen, I I 100% agree with you on MC Light. Oh, and by the way, she got maybe five Smith Smithsonian songs. Because I have a problem with that. Because because and, and the reason why I say this because if Mickey Fax says that um what's that song by Lupe? If that murals respect murals. So what? Don't respect ten percent disc? Of course, of course, my nigga. The motherfucking Smithsonian. Of course. That's the point I'm making. Of course. If murals is the standard that Mickey Fax is setting for songs that need to be archived in a museum, then brother, I got a lot more to, to put that's in the museum. Course, that's if murals is in the museum, that's all I'm saying. That's me. And like was, about five was like was like the first female where we was like. We had the jazz, no disrespect to other female MC, but I'm saying the real hardcore jazz face when she dropped. Let me tell I you this. That I'll, put it, I'll, put it a step further. I'll put it a step further. Listening to Light, to me, was like listening to the best nigga rapping. I, I, I have a That's why I got a number nine, my nigga. nigga That's why I That's have a number nine. And I have no problem with it. Come on, man. Listen, my top 20 is all... Everybody in my top twenty could be in your could be in your right. top five. That's a fact. That's so, a fact. That's a fact. So so that's right. why it's, it's, there's no there's no there's, there's no right and wrong. You feel me, Watch? There's no right and wrong. No, 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 absolutely not. Absolutely not. Where we where we going now, brother? Come on, Cody, crazy. Right. Um, let's go, Watch. Can we finish with life? Yes, sir. Okay, eighteen for me. All right, youngest in charge, special ed. <sighs> Oh, oh, talk about it, my nigga. Let me see what I got. Eddie, go ahead. Eddie, watch him. Go ahead. Let me tell y'all something, man. This is oh, Brooklyn. Wait, 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 you got Eddie yet? Where you got special ed? So I can write this down. You got Eddie at 18. 18, okay. We're not far behind again. Um, Special ed with the Youngs in Charge album, but he has. Hey, I know y'all gonna hate hearing this. He has a Smithsonian song. I got it made. A couple. Now, I, mind I you, now this is where it gets crazy. This is where it gets crazy. He was 16 years old when he recorded this album. Facts. Listen to the lyrics. Hold on, sidebar, sidebar. He lived right by my grandmother's block on Children, man. But I see there. Oh, I see that. I see. That's one of the first niggas I seen walk up and down Flatbush like it was nothing. That's the first coolie ass Jamaican nigga I seen when girls will go crazy over this nigga. But guys. That's the first thing I see my before. Now I see, not, I know LL was here, but I see my own visual, my own peripheral, my own eyes. 
I'm outspoken. My language is broken into a slang, but it's just the dialect that I select when I hang. Dialect that I select when I hang. The cool, because what's cool is all about you. Cooler with the I'm girlies, just, just with the girlies and just busting it out. Okay, so this is a 16 year old special ed in high school. Like he said, the school that I attend is Erasmus Hall. Erasmus okay? Hall. Everybody knows what ah. that is. Special ed, you. What made special ed so identifiable? If he was in high school, like all of us was in high school. Yes. So <laughs> listening to him was really fucking people up. Because, the, the, you know, Kane and Rock came on, they was old enough at this time, but it was out of high yes. school by this time. But, but Special Ed wasn't. So him and him, I got it made is, I got a dog with a solid gold bone. I got gold it bone. made in the Smithsonian. It's in the Smithsonian. Now, y'all going to argue with me and say, how dare I put... I got it made in the Smithsonian. Well, murals is how it is. That's the part. Okay, so special ed, big time impact. Youngest in charge. Um, I got it made. I'm the magnificent man. Come on, I'm the magnificent. Not the not the not the Rick Ross. I'm the magnificent special ed magnificent. For you young niggas who don't know, when Rick Ross did that, I'm that magnificent song. He got that from Eddie Man. Again, absolutely. So, um, think, he had another song called yep. Think About It. I, listen, Special Ed had a son. With the Rock Kim Come on, son. Stop I playing with me, man. And, you know, my nigga, just imagine going to school and everybody. So, let me tell you about this era of hip-hop that we're talking to. I need to understand. Imagine everybody you know that listens to hip-hop listens to the same thing you listen to. So, you can have a hip-hop conversation with everybody. Yep. Nobody's like, yep. who's that? Nobody. Just think about that. You know how hip hop is now. Everybody has their own kind yes. of hip hop they listen to. I listen to. Nobody Jimmy was Ray. saying special ed. Nobody was in Brooklyn was saying oh, they wasn't listening to special ed. Everybody nobody in Brooklyn in our age group was no, listening to special ed. Nobody in New York. Nobody in New well, York. I'm just saying. Nobody in New York. Over, yeah. Okay. So special ed. Eighteen. Eighteen. I got special ed at fifteen, man. We're not far behind. Watch. I got Eddie at fifteen. Nineteen eighty nine. I got it made as one of the biggest songs of that year, man. That's just a fact. I love the video. The video was over there by um by the library, my nigga. Over there by um Past Prospect Heights. Man, I'm, and with Clara Barnes in Mission School. Then I'll be proud of nigga. Let's be clear on that. That's a Flatbush um, Flatbush yes. Avenue. Yes. Yes. Brooklyn. My nigga. We talk about I got it made, but let's just talk about the youngest in charge. Can you agree with that's a four mic, four and a half mic album? Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, let's put it in perspective. Soldier Boy was 16. He did Soldier Boy Crank That. That's how he was rapping. Right. This is how Special Ed was rapping at 16 and 17. Youngest in charge. Think about man it. Man on man. Think, think about it. The Bush was my song Woo. too, though, man. I go I love the Bush, yo. Love the Bush. And you know he's Jamaican, so I love the Jamaican. You already used. But yeah, Watts, I got uh, I got Watts. I got Ed at 15. You got him at 18, man. Let's go, man. Number... 17 for me. All right. It's Dougie Fresh. Okay. I got Dougie yeah. Okay. Wow. Dougie you Fresh. You'd be surprised where I got Dougie at. Okay. 17. You got Dougie one. Fresh did beatboxing. Bam, 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 bam. Dougie Fresh has a song better than Murals. Will you agree That's to me that? Murals, the song though, my name. I don't want to do that Murals, though. 
I don't want to do talk. Sorry, but, but, 80s, but, though, man. But, but I want. I don't care what you're talking no, about, why, man. Here's, here's why I got to be said. Because we're, 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 we've yeah, lived the entire. We're, we're living the entire uh, era of hip hop. These are songs right. that can be archived. Yeah, so when I say songs can be Smithsonian, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, guess what? Mm-hmm. The show is one of the greatest hip hop songs of all time. That's a fact. And let's take a step further. Was Dougie Fresh and Slickwick going back and forth? My nigga, they was on a Rain Ghost before Rain Ghost, Smith and Wesson, Jaden Styles, man. Come on, the back and forth was lovely. Run DMC, I love y'all niggas, but Doug and, and um these niggas was was they was they was they was there with y'all with two songs, in fact. Well only this one really. Dougie Fresh oh, was not Dougie Fresh had Dougie Fresh had some of the biggest songs you're ever gonna hear. Uh he had Keep Rising to the Top, which uh. was big. Jesus, yo, yo, my nigga, why isn't that song? Hold on. Like, why doesn't that song get enough props as it should? Like, I feel they go to the show and Lottie Dottie with Dougie Fresh, but they don't go to that song that much. I don't that song know why they get highlighted they don't. Now, too much. This what, now, this is what happened. Kane came out with the same beat to the same song the same year. That's Literally, what, yeah, like, right so after Kane kind of took his shine. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Not kind of took his shine. Kane took his shine. Kane took his shine. My bad, Because Kane was the better Um, But, but, it was still, it, Dope, dope song. Then they had a song called All the Way to Heaven. Heaven, Heaven, Shabbat, All the Way to Heaven. Heaven, All the Way to Heaven. Yo! Yo, Scott Yeah, get, shout out Get Fresh, too. Oh, my so God. What about the song, Oh, my God? Yes. Yes. So the thing about was Dougie was, Dougie was a great, he, he calls himself the greatest entertainer alive. Because Dougie knew how to, if you saw him perform Jamaican live. Roots, man. You got Jamaican you got roots, man. It. Oh, let me let me let me just say this. Let me just say this. The Jamaican contribution to hip hop is equal is as important to hip hop itself. We were talking about um as uh, James Brown, Brown as rock and, and roll, all that. Yeah. We yeah, the Jamaicans who came to New York City cool. and helped and I'll created hip hop absolutely took hip hop to another level, the greatest MCs are from Jamaica, of mm-hmm. from Jamaican descent. Well, they're American, but they they, yeah. they have you know parents from Jamaica, but right. they they have some of the greatest contributions to hip hop. Wait till y'all see where we got them. But uh, so Dougie mm-hmm. Fresh to me at number seventeen. I got Doug at eighteen, so I'm not even that far behind you, man. Eighty five, the show with Slick Rick, one of the biggest songs. Um, we talked about the back and forth, um, Lottie Dottie. My nigga, they had two huge songs in '85. Those two songs were huge in '85, man. Um, I, let me just Dottie say, Lottie Dottie, Dottie is another one of those songs that Ask everybody. Snoop. Why you like Lottie? Snoop, why you did Lottie Ask, Dottie or Doggy Ask, Style, y'all? Well, listen, listen. If you talk about the greatest, if you talk about Snoop's greatest album, what yeah. did he do? He paid homage to Lottie Dottie. You want to know impact? Yes, he did. What that showed me was. What that told me was Lottie Dottie was knocking in the West Coast in 85. Yes. That's what I, that tells me. That when y'all yeah. was listening to hip-hop out there, Lottie Dottie rang off. Well, I can tell you, in New York, Lottie Dottie was everything. Everything. Dougie Fresh, I had biggest, song, biggest songs. My, 80, my nigga. Fresh, that's how you were the biggest. My nigga. 
let's 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 keep it real. That's probably one of the biggest songs in '85, if not one of the biggest songs in '85. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take this step further. That's one of the biggest songs of the decade of the '80s in hip hop, hip hop wise, hip hop wise, hip hop wise, pure hip hop. This is pure hip hop. MC beatbox. Mm-hmm. Pure. You don't get purer than that. Right. Right. All right. What else you got, Watts? At number 16, this is another one of my personal. This It's a personal choice for me because they really, really impacted me. I played these guys a lot. Nice and smooth. Okay. Nice and smooth is number 16 for me, man. Like and I'm going to just say this. I remember buying this album and playing it every single day, all day, every day. Smooth B had the smooth voice. Greg Knight had the unique voice with the unique flow. And I used to just play this song. I used to just play this album all the fucking time. Funky for You is just, it's, 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 it's a hip-hop classic to me. Early the Rock with the, with the um, Sanford Sun beat. Yo. Hey, yo, Dizzy Gillespie, listen, listen, nice and smooth to me. Number 16. All right. Um, I, yo, I got love nice and smooth. I'm not going to front. They did not make my list, my list. I can't say I had a big impact for me in the 80s or in the 90s. When we do our 90s um, breakdown, they would definitely be more in my 90s compared to the 80s, though. But let's keep it moving, man. Number 15, Curtis Blow. Mm, Number 15 okay. is Curtis Blow because he's the first. He's the first rap superstar so let me be clear my list from number 11 to 15 is all old school when I say old school old school to me is 70s to like 83 everybody on my list everybody in my list from number 11 to 15 came out in that era and the reason why that era means everything to me is because it's the beginning Mm. and it's the creation of hip hop and it's why I fell in love with hip hop. So every group, every MC that I name, it was the first time I'd ever heard it, and it was like the greatest thing I'd ever heard. Um, Curtis Blow was the first star. He was the first rap superstar. There's just no question about yep. it. Mm-hmm. So Curtis Blow, number fifteen for me. I had Curtis Blow at nineteen. Not far behind for you. Uh, first rapper to sign to a major deal. Um, first rappers to have a single to go gold. Um, was here in the late 70s, going into the 80s, man. Harlem representative. Um, signed first deal of Mercury Records. Um, clap your hands, everybody. Like, we just know when you hear that. that shout out to um, Karis One, but we know where Karis One got that from. Um, the first Curtis I acknowledge is Curtis Blow. Sorry, Curtis Jackson. Love you, 50 Cent. But the first Curtis I know is Curtis Blow. Um, Christmas rap was a big song in the 80s. I don't know if you new niggas knew about that. Um, the Breaks. Listen, Nas, you had If I Rule the World, but Curtis Blow had If I Rule the World first. Um, what's, what's the other joint he had? AJ Scratch was fired, 84, man. Yeah, I got Curtis Blow at 19 watts, man. Talk to me. 
Basketball, I'm talking back. Basketball. <laughs> oh, my God. I got to figure basketball. I got to figure basketball. Okay. On me, yeah. So now this, this, my number 14 group means a lot to me, and I need to get my balls off on this. So number 14 to me is the Funky 4 Plus 1. And why this is so important for me to get out and talk about is because this mm-hmm. was a group where they had a female MC named Shy Rock. Shy mm-hmm. Rock, because she was a female, she stood out in this group. They had Rapping and Rocking. They had the song, Do You Wanna Rock? But it was sampling Before I Let Go by Funky Beverly and Mays. So that was the era of hip-hop where whatever was the popular disco song or great smooth song, the rap yeah. groups would do routines over them. Thanks. And this was the era when rappers would all rap together at the same time, and then they pass the mm-hmm. mic to the, to the MC, yes. and then the MC yes. would come out, say his rhyme, and then pass it back to the other MC. That's how uh-huh. hip-hop was introduced to me, and it meant everything to me. And females were in the building, brother. Rock is there. The beginning of hip-hop. Uh-huh. The 70s to the early 80s. So, Funky 4 plus 1, 14. All right. What else you got? Not on my list. 13, 13, I have the Cold Crush Brothers. Because okay. they have the first MC. They have Grandmaster Kaz. That's Grandmaster Kaz, Kaz who wrote the first verse Sugar to Sugar Hill Gang. Grandmaster mm-hmm. Kaz, who was the original MC of all MCs. The, the true mm-hmm. Jackie Robinson. Yeah. Yo, you know what's funny? His group. When your brothers talk about Kaz, that's the first thing they said. The respect that he got in the in the late seventies, going into the eighties, like a lot of dudes have mad respect for Kaz, boy. A lot. You can't not have. Here's the thing: you can't not have respect for Kaz because when we were learning, when this hip hop shit coming straight out of the Bronx was popping off, yes. and you getting your tapes, and all your older cousins and friends is coming back mm-hmm. from this shit, and they playing this shit, you hear Kaz rapping. Nobody else could do it better than them because we didn't we yeah. didn't hear it. It was some new shit for mm-hmm. us. So on the strength of that, and and remember, remember, hip hop got put on wax in '79. But all all Sugar Hill Gang was was the routine that people was doing in hip hop mm-hmm. in '76, '77, '78, and they put on wax first time. Yeah. So so uh. Coke, Number tw- so number twelve. You got Cold Crush at twelve. I got Cold Crush at thirty-two. I got Cold Crush at thirty-two. I'm overcharging niggas for what they did to the Cold Crush. That's what Hope said, y'all. So I'm on YouTube a couple of nights ago, Watson. I'm looking at a Cold Crush battles in the Fantastic Five Harlem World at 1981. Um, love it. Love and you know my, it. You know my guy Steve, right? You know my guy Steve. I used to work with. Yeah. So I'm on the phone with him the other day. Well, yesterday, pardon me, yesterday. Last night, in fact, watch my bad. I'm on the phone with him last night, right? We were just talking about hip-hop and shit. And he's, 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 I'm letting him know that me and you do an 80s show. He's like, yo, I got to hear when you watch it, talking about that, da 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 And he said, you make sure y'all, y'all better have the Cold Crush Brothers in y'all list. I don't give a damn. He's 52, so he's going to feel that way. But the way, the way to hear him talk about the Cold Crush Brothers, because he's old, way older than me, and what they meant to him in the 80s, and him talking about in 81, like what meant to them to go to Harlem and get these tapes and everything like that. It, just to him, the way he talked about it, you know what I'm saying? And I wouldn't be as excited as he was, but he was, I got, I got Cold Crush at 32, my G. I got him at 32. 
You can't have a list without having these names in here. So I had Cold Crush at 13, and at number 12, I have Sugar Hill Gang. And I have Sugar Hill Gang on the strength of the first, this this was the first song. This was the first song that everybody knew. This was the song that Rappers Delight, you know, Death Squad did it over. Remember when Death Squad, Keith Murray and Redman did it over for the Death Squad album? Yes. They did their own version of Rappers Delight. But Rappers Mm -hmm. Delight is... It's the first song of hip hop, basically. That 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 showed that this is going to be an art form. Listen, I have the album, the the cone that looks like a um a rainbow. I remember yeah. my <laughs> pop came back and brought it back. Do you understand yeah. what that meant? Yeah. He brings his yeah. shit back. It's just it's just yeah. a blue record, and yeah. just like what the fuck is this? And then you can just play, uh. Mm-hmm. Just, just one of the great songs, Hotel Motel Holiday Inn. Like, the funny thing about this is when this song came out, I was, I was nine. But yet, everybody I knew could rap this song from nine yeah. to twenty. Yeah. And I'm just like, wow, this is incredible. So, Sugar Hill Gang, on the strength of the Jackie Robinson legacy, they they at number twelve for me. I got Sugar Hill Gang at thirty one. Um, when I think of Sugar Hill Gang, the first thing that comes to my mind is obviously Rapper's Delight. Um, one of the first party hip-hop songs that kids, aunties, uncles, this song used to get played out in cookouts and block parties in New York City. I can't even talk about that. My nigga, this song is 14 minutes and 45 seconds, my nigga. 14 minutes and 45 seconds, man. And yes, this is a Smithsonian song. There's no ifs, ands about that. One of the most important songs in hip-hop history, watching, man. Let's keep it moving now. Yeah. I'm at number 11. Now, I told right. y'all my list from 11 to 15 was all old school pioneers. And I'm glad you said Fantastic mm-hmm. Five because I didn't put them in there. But I'm glad you, you shouted mm-hmm. them out because they were absolutely important and pivotal because they were one of the groups mm-hmm. who all rapped at the same time and just passed the mic. Number, m- number 11 to me is Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. There's just okay. literally no way for me to talk hip hop. Without right. talking about Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, it, it's it's impossible. Uh, everything you like about DJing, about scratching, and then they mm-hmm. had the legendary all-time great Message. MC Millie Mel. So Grandmaster Flash, Grandmaster MC Flash. Mel. Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, absolutely at number eleven. They also have a Smithsonian song. I know you guys the message, heard. Right? Can't Nobody Hold Us Down by Puff Daddy and Mace, and we're like, wow, <laughs> it's such a great song. It's been double platinum. sold all these records, right? Well, the original song is The Message, okay? Yes. Yeah. And it was a dope, dope. It's, it's, it's an all-time song. I can tell you, let me tell you how impactful the song was to me. Fifth grade, I was in the fifth grade when this song came mm-hmm. out, and I remember my whole class would sing the song over and over again because it meant everything to us. This was an era in hip hop where, because hip hop was new, every time you heard something, you just you, you just loved it. So, Sugar Hill Gang, so Grandmaster, so Grandmaster Flash number eleven. What number? I got Grandmaster number Flash 11. and Melly Mel at twenty. I got him at twenty six. Uh, the message is one of the greatest songs in hip-hop history. Like when people say certain songs sounds dated in the 80s, this is not one of the songs you niggas can say is dated at all. I thought the message was a live description of the of the 
80s of New York City, what was transpiring in the 80s. That video right there for the message is so ill, man. Um, White Lines, my nigga. We just can't gloss over White Lines, another huge song in hip-hop history. These niggas have a lot of positive messages in their music, man, with struggle talk. I know Chess would like that kind of struggle talk, man. So, yeah, I got Grandmaster Flash and Melly Mel, Furious Five at 26, my guy. So, now we're into my top 10. Number 10 for me, Biz Markie. All right. Biz Markie was another person who came from the beat, who was a beatboxer. He had great vocal presence, and for whatever the reason was, he knew how to pick bangers for beats. Down with Marley Mall. Marley that's that's Mall. the reason why. Yeah, Mar- oh, wait a minute, my nigga. That's the reason why he had Marley. <laughs> he can't go wrong with Marley in the 80s. Marley Mall on the production tip. And let me tell you, I, I, let me just be clear. Biz had a song called This Is Something For The Radio where he wasn't rhyming. You just played the beat. He was like, he just shouted out everybody. Mm-hmm. All he did was shout out people. And this song was played like it was the illest shit we ever heard. <laughs> and all he did was shout out people. This is something for the radio. That shit meant everything. Then he had make the music with your mouth biz. Classic. Classic. Not not dated. Not dated. Eighty songs. You niggas. You niggas like to say songs in the eighties are dated. This song not dated. That shit was. You can play that shit till this day, man. Niggas are gonna move. Biz. Biz lived up that song to this day, man. Another classic song he had was a classic beat, The Vapors. Can you feel it? Yep. Nothing can save you because this is the scene yeah. catching the vapors. vapors. Yo, let me tell you something, man. That song was... Yeah, man. Huge. No, no, wait Huge. a minute, wait a minute. Snoop did the song over on Dogfather. Another song Snoop did over. Unfortunately, he did. Another yeah. song try. Snoop did over. Pig uh, and Boogers, funny-ass song. So, oh, we liked uh, it though. It was funny. It was gross, but we liked it. No, 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 no. We a- absolutely, absolutely. There's, there's, there's no, there's no question about it. Bismarck mm-hmm. he also had a song, one of his all-time great songs, because he came out with another album in '80s. He had "Just a Friend." "Just a Friend" is an all-time classic hip-hop song. Do you agree? Of course, my nigga. So, Bismarcky, to me, in my top 10 of the 80s in the era of hip-hop. Okay. I have Biz. I got Biz at number 12 in 1986. First of all, I always want to say this. Shout out Cool V, man, because I felt like he always shouted out Cool V in every song. I just wanted to say that, man. Um, in 86, make the music with your mouth, Biz. Not only did Dougie Fresh, the human beatbox get props for beatboxing. Um, you could talk about Biz also. Um, Long Island, um, what do I, I got the wrong person. He was, he's from Brooklyn. What am I talking about? I'll be square more and all that shit. In 88, that Biz, um, what was that? Uh, the, um, in 89, when he dropped the Diabolical Biz Markie. I know a lot of niggas didn't like yeah. that, but I copped it, though. I ain't gonna lie. I still got that tape, man. 
He was the original old dirty bastard. Can we say that also? He was the original old dirty bastard. Let's be let's be clear on that. The the old dirty bastard pops is Bismarcky in my opinion, man. Um, I ain't gonna lie, man. That Mudfoot song was my joint on the diabolical Bismarcky joint. I love Mudfoot and a thing uh, a thing named Kim, and just a friend. It was huge in '89. You know what I mean? Um, Albie Square Mall, song for the radio for for Mike album. What we say Biz gave us? Yeah. Well, listen, his music was played on the radio nonstop, nonstop. Remember, this is in my top ten. So everybody in my top ten was the all-time greats. The all-time greats. Yeah. All right. What else you got? Number nine, cool genius of rap, cool G rap. Coogee Rap and Polo back again. This is poison. So be alert and cautious. Woo! Coogee Rap, the, 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 the MC that Big Pun got on his knees when he first saw him and praised him. The MC that Nas left, ran to do a video shoot with. Nas on the cover of 456. Coogee Rap who has one of the all-time great verses on a posse cut called The Symphony, which I will put up against any posse cut, any collaboration cut of the last 20 years in hip-hop that you guys love. I will put the lyricism of The Symphony against it. G-Rap coming back like I'm avenging my brother's death because I put out more lights in the fight than Carl Edison. G-Rap was way beyond his time. G-Rap is so lyrical that he just he 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 just he was just so far ahead of his time, man. G-Rap, one of the all-time greatest lyricists ever, according to Max Kellerman, he's one of his favorite MCs. Um, Kooji Rap is number nine for me. The reason why Black Thought and the Roots became a group is because of Kooji Rap song "Men at Work," one of the greatest lyrical songs. Of the 80s that you will ever hear. So, yeah, Coogee Rap number nine for me. All right. Um, I got Coogee Rap at number 11. Um, they dropped a demo in 87 called the Enter the Dra- Dragon. Um, in 89, that's Road to the Riches album. Um, I remember vividly, man. Old fights. You go back to the symphony, you just go back to hearing him rapping on Road to the Riches now in 2019, man. This guy has not lost a beat. You and I did a, 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 a we were visiting, we talked about G Rap and um Thirty Eight Special Project last year, man. It felt like and think about this, Watson. We just talked about G Rap last year, my nigga. Both of us picking up his album with Thirty Eight Special and a dude that we had in 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 the eighties conversation. Now we're still talking about him in two thousand nineteen. That's crazy. Well, I'm and a dude, you, you brought up something. You you brought up something. My favorite rapper right now is Thirty Eight Special. And he come and he comes wow, over that album, works. son, son of G Rap, just to let you know how monumental G Rap was, gangster hip hop, mafioso hip hop before Rain Ghost, before a lot of MCs. Road to the riches, he likes to eat hearty, party, be like John Gotti. He drops a monster like it did so many flows in wordplay and lyricism. G Rap is one of the all time great MCs. That's, you cannot tell me, you cannot say I love Big Pun and just say, but I don't love G Rap. It's and, literally and impossible let me say this. 
I know people say Schooly D is the first what um first East Coast gangster, but for me, it's G Rap. For me, for me, the first East Coast gangster for me in, in the five boroughs in New York City that rap that I listened to was G Rap in my opinion. The first East Coast gangster. So I got G Rap at number eleven, my G. Where you at? Number eight for me. Number eight, Slick Rick the Ruler. Slick Rick the Ruler has The Great Adventures of Slick Rick, which is a monumental album. It had one of my favorite hip-hop songs of all time, Mona Lisa. It had one of the greatest storytelling, one of the greatest storytelling songs in children's story. And it had one of my favorite raw-ass songs, Indian Girl. It had one of my favorite songs where he's harmonizing before Drake, harmonizing before 50, harmonizing before Ja Rule, and Hey Young World, The World Is Yours. He's harmonizing on there. He has one of my all-time favorite songs that was rated X and raunchy and Indian Girl. So, and when we were talking about Dougie Fresh, we highlighted Dougie Fresh, but we didn't highlight Slick Rick. So now it's time to highlight Slick Rick. Slick Rick was the rapper on Lottie Dottie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Slick Rick was mm-hmm. the rapper on the show. Mm-hmm. Where his little something to be heard, Doug. I was going downtown. Warwick, Warwick. Show all alone. I wanted to be whisked up on the G Chain 205th. I saw a pretty girl. So I sat beside her. Then she went rolling. She was Tony the Tiger. The fact that I rapped that shit like that yesterday for a song that came out 30 years ago, let you niggas know this shit was everything. Slick Rick, MC Ricky D. He also had another song called Treated Like a Prostitute. That came on his Prostitute. Seven. Rick was yeah. Yeah. the most, one of the most influential MCs of the era of the yes. 80s. He influenced totally a lot of people's greatest MCs. All you niggas who love Outkast, y'all love the fact that he, that Slick Rick worked with him, right? You know why Outkast worked with Slick Rick? Because they liked him. He yeah, of course, who didn't like Slick Rick? You know why? Scoop. You know why? Oh no, because I'm going to explain to people that his that even though that one classic album, the impact he had on '80s ever mm-hmm. hip hop was felt for the rest of history in hip hop. And, and listen, you can listen. You can make hold up. You can make the argument. This man was the MVP in '88. You can make that argument. You can make that's that not argument. an argument. He was. You, Listen, it doesn't have to be what you give them MVP. Overkane, yeah. Rakim, yeah. EBC, yes. KRS, yes. be the MVP. Agree. He could be the MVP. Agree. He Agree. be the MVP. No question. Where you got to rank that? Number eight. I got slick like at number six, so we're not that far behind, man. I just, like I said, in 88 to me, he was the MVP. Um, all these rappers that y'all, that, if you notice, all the niggas in the 90s, I'm talking about the Styles, P's of the world, the Nas's, all these niggas, they, they always pick up Slick Rick. Always. If you go to Black Star's album, most definitely the version of Children's Story over. You know what I'm saying? Like, the moment I feared, Teenage Love, um, Hey Young World, Treated Like a Prostitute. There's so many freaking songs on here that the kid song, we're talking about like Night Rider shit. Like, let's go, let's go crazy. I even like, let's get crazy. I even like that song. Teacher, teacher, lick the balls. Come on, man. Five Mike album, one of the best hip-hop albums of all time. That's not even a question about it, Watch. Let's go, man. Where we at now? We are at number, for me, 
We're at uh, number seven. Okay. And number seven to me is LL Cool J. All right. Now, this is what makes LL Cool J has every right to say I'm the greatest rapper of all time. He can make that claim. He's one of the rappers who can make that claim, and he's one of the rappers who can back it up. Also, he's he was just like Special A. He was 16 years old coming yep. out with his shit. Father I remember when he came on with I Need a Beat. I, I remember when he came on with I Need a Beat, right? But the mm-hmm. song that was powerful and blew my mind was Radio. Mm-hmm. LL Cool J's hard as hell. Battle anybody don't care. I can't live without my radio. Oh, my God. Um... Rock the Bells is I'm not a virgin, so you know I make Madonna scream. Rock the Bells. Yeah. That was one of yeah. the raw attacking yeah. songs. Yeah. One of the great yeah. things about LL is LL sounded like a battle rapper. When he ra- this is what makes LL LL's versatile. He can make the battle street songs and then he can go straight into mm-hmm. I Need Love. Just like that. That's LL. And the girls will love it. Yep. Just think about how he sounds on I Need Love and then how he sounds on Rock the Bells. L. Uncle J yeah, is L. Uncle J is so great that he's one of the MCs who's going to make my 80s list, and he's absolutely going to make my 90s list. 90s. He was that fact, both of us. great. He was that great. He was that great of an MC. Um. So L. is in my n- number seven. Wow. Okay. You had L. at seven. I had L. at number four. Once again, I agree with everything Watson said. Man, we, y- y'all got to understand this. I know y'all expect me and Watson sometimes to beef. Sometimes it's kind of hard to argue. We both live that era. So we kind of understand some shit. Like, we, I get, when he, everything he's saying is gospel to me. So I can't even re- re- refute it. I can't rebuke it. I can't argue it. I, there's nothing I can I have to. Everything he's saying is real. Um, My nigga, I, I did like Days That, though. I'm not going to lie. I know that's a, that's a song that you oh, know, and I know probably not a lot of people know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, look, look, was that a Florida concert? Kind of yeah, that was on the uh, that was on the radio album though. That was on the radio album though. Real shit though, my nigga. Yeah, I love the event, man. Um, my nigga, there's something that we gotta we can't gloss over. LL had three albums in the '80s, my niggas. Radio, Bigger and Duffer, and Walking with a Panther Watch. Three dope albums in the '80s, fam. Yes, yes. Hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Let me show, let me show, let me, this is not the watch. This is you niggas out there who claim y'all, y'all on that LL shit. Come here, Watson, we on that LL shit right now. Let's be clear on that. Hey, watch. You want to talk about Bristol Hotel on Big and Death for my nigga? The Bristol Hotel? <laughs> LL Cool J. LL Cool J Yo, I love is the number Hotel. seven on my list. Wait, wait, where do you have on your list? I got about four, my G. Okay, right, 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 right. So the thing which makes LL so great is that the fact that he's going to make the 90s list too when the 90s was the greatest decade and explosion and expansion of hip-hop, and LL is absolutely going to be in that list also. Wait a minute, my nigga, let's be clear. He was the first nigga talking that goat shit. Before, Before Big... Before Nas, before Jay was LL. Let's be clear. LL, LL was also one of the crossover MCs 
who made it he because he had sex appeal. Nice. He had he he had Ball. the Kango hat. He had the gold chains. He had the track suits. I mean, he my nigga. How big was I Need Love? It was hi John hi fam. A radio crossover. It was a radio crossover. A bona fide hit. LL Cool J stands for Ladies Love Cool J. Love Cool J. LL always made songs for James, man. And, and nobody could front on him. Nobody. Because he can make songs for the ladies, and then he can make the dopest, hardest, hardcore hip-hop songs. And then, and then he go to war. Then he go to war with your favorite rappers. <laughs> then he went to war with your favorite rappers. <laughs> yep. Yep. I can't He's that's absolutely. Enough, that's 90, that's, that we'll talk about that some other time. He's absolutely, let me tell you something. Let me just say something. If you want to know how impactful LL is, YouTube LL Cool J tribute on VH1 Honors. Black Thought and Eminem are giving him the tribute. That, mm-hmm. Those two episodes alone show you how LL is thought about it. What rappers? I used to dress like LL Cool J and perform his songs in front of my family. That's why when when these guys be trying to put other rappers over him, I'm yeah, that was crazy. You're bugging the fuck out. Wanted to be him and wanted to rap like him. So Word. you know, Uncle J is absolutely could talk goat shit anytime he wants. Damn, let's be and real, my nigga. Like I said, three albums in the eighties, my nigga. Three more, albums in the eighties, and there's gonna be more Uncle J talk. In the 90s. A lot more. Let's keep it so moving, man. Just what else we have? The 70s. So, number six for me. EPMD. Eric and Paris mm. making dollars. Dollars. Now that we in my top six, my top five, it's all interchangeable. At this point, you know, every, everybody is, is, a, is a goat for the, for, the, for the era. Now, this group uh. is... What you got to that? What you got to rank that? Six. Okay. I got EPMD yeah. six. All right. I played EPMD in the 80s when they came out. First of all, in 87 mm-hmm. they came out. And their first two singles was It's My Thing oh, my and You're God. a Custom. Blew my mind. Did not know who Paris Smith was. I didn't know who he was. I just kept hearing the song, It's My Thing. It's My Thing. Oh, where was I? Oh, yeah. Say it, that for I'm the number. No, MC's out there. Yeah. You better stand clear. Yeah. EPMD is a world premiere from New York State yeah. Talk, America's best. Yeah. Cold Wild Long Island is where we're at. And, then, and that whole sidebar. Then, uh, that's where Gangstar sampled that, that, that part there. But guys, continue. Right. From New York uh, City, New York State best. They first um, album, Strictly Business. They first album had Strictly Business because I'm housing. Song Strictly so Business. Full flow. So Hold on, my nigga. The Song Strictly Business. You got to chill. It's my thing. You're a customer. Classic, Jane, classic, the first classic. Jane. Come on, man. I just classic. had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven songs off of one album, and they only had ten cuts on the album. And seven of them that's were great. songs that I played over and over and over again. And that's just the first album. Because after Strictly Business, they came out with unfinished. Two albums in the eighties, y'all. Two albums in the eighties, and it has the all time. So what you saying? Thirty days later, the LP oh. with goals. So what you saying? Goals. What you saying? Oh. 
total chaos on Max Confusion. I thought I think Paris Smith kicked some of the greatest rhymes you're ever gonna hear on Total Chaos. Get the Bozak. Get the Bozak. Which is which is what? The beat for what? Get at me dog. The beat. Get at me dog. It's right there. Get, get at me dog. So so the beef for Get At Me Dog that you niggas mm-hmm. love so much when you go on your I Love DMX tour, well, guess what? Listen to EPMD Unfinished Business and listen to the song Get the Bones Back so you see what influence can use that beat. Whoever the producer was, mm-hmm. Dave Grace, boom, <laughs> and it had Jet <laughs> 2. Wait a minute. You remember Police to my demo? That wasn't just shit? My nigga, Tweetus to my demo, Nick Knack, Patty Whack. Come on, man. Stop playing with me, man. Stop playing with me. Nick Knack, Patty Whack with Dr. Dre. Where Dr. Dre sampled that song from EPND, but that's a different story. Come on, man. Then you had the big payback sampling James Brown. Yeah, the big, the big payback. And then you had the first appearance of Play Solo and Nick Mac Patty. Yes, on Nick Mac Patty Yeah. Uh-huh. Come on, my guy. Uh-huh. EPMD number six. I will say this. All right. Every, there's nobody yeah. on my list that I played more than EPMD. EPMD is number six right. on my list. But I need to say I played nobody more than EPMD in the late nineties. I got EPMD. I got EPMD at number eight. Watching well, already talk about strictly business, unfinished business. I mean, to me, when these brothers came into the game, I don't want to say they were a spinoff to Run DMC, but I, I had that, and that's not a bad thing. I'll be saying, in my opinion, it's a spinoff to Run DMC. We haven't talked about yet, but um, two. Fire albums, man, in the 80s, man. Back And that's the thing, watch. They came out 88, 89. They didn't even take a year off, man. They went straight back in the booth and recorded it. And guess what? And because of that, and because of that, EPMD is also going to be on my 90s list because they went into the 90s. They have to be in the 90s. They have to be. They have to be in the 90s. There's no question. I got yeah, EPMD at number eight, man. Where we at? Where we at? I got them at number eight. Let's keep moving. Where we at now? So. So number so number five, okay. for me, now let, let's be clear now. This top five, everybody could be number one. Everybody. So there should be no, how could you have him over him or him over him or him over him? Everybody right, right. I'm about to name has a legitimate mm-hmm. claim. Number five, this is preference, public enemy, number five. Okay. Listen, public enemy Chuck D literally only kicked knowledge. Literally only kicked knowledge. But when he wanted to get busy, or if he needs to get busy, he made one of my personal favorite all-time songs in hip-hop ever. Rebel Without a Pause. Yes! The Rizzle, The Rebel. Rebel, The Rebel. I'm lowering my level. That song... Yo, let me tell you something, man. That song was like, that was, that's a, that's a, that's a Smithsonian song for me. That's in the archives of the museum. I, you see my, I'll throw it down your throat like Barkley. You see my car keys, you'll never get these. They will to the non-exposy. Yo, he was passing on that song. And then Chuck, and then, I didn't know who Flavor Flake was. You just hear somebody be, hey, yo, Chuck, man. Hey, yo, make some noise. Yo, you just. Listen, and little did I know that they would make arguably the greatest song of that era and fight the power. Fight the power. 
1989. Which is one of my all-time favorite songs. They also did a song called my Don't Believe videos. the Hype, which was, I mean, mm-hmm. the videos to Don't Believe the Hype, the videos to Fight the Power. Chuck D's, Chuck D was a booming voice of vocal projection, yes. mic presence, um, and commanded the Wait. utmost respect for anybody who MCs. I'll put it in a step. Let me just tell you how real it is. DMC gave an interview, and he said, everybody keeps asking who's the greatest MC ever. DMC from one DC said the greatest MC ever is Chuck D. And then he, he was doing an interview with Nardwar. And then he rapped why Chuck D was the greatest MC. He kicked an entire Chuck D rap to make his point. Wow. I respect <laughs> that so much. Public what? Enemy influenced, impacted the way we look, the way we dress. Every nigga in the city used to have that stopwatch clock around our neck. That they That's banned it from my Shout high school. They banned it from my high school. Because the, I went to high school and everybody was like, yo, why does everybody in the class have a stop clock around their neck? And they told us we can't wear it anymore because they had no idea. Like, this hip-hop thing was so real. And when I tell you white people did not know what the fuck it was, it was like how battle rap was at the beginning. Like, you, they just didn't know what it was. And that's why I gravitated to battle rap in the beginning so much because it was the same thing. It was like, it's some shit that you white people don't get, don't understand. And y'all like, what are y'all doing? We got public enemy at? We got 23 minutes. I know we got so much to talk about. I don't, I don't want to make sure we got to listen. We got public enemy at? Five. You got my five. I'm not far behind you. I got my seven. Um, 1988, it takes a nation to hold your back. Bring the noise. Don't believe the hype. Not, you talk about videos. You ain't even talk about the video for Night of the Living Bassheads, which I think is one of the best, my favorite. Um, well, I got to say Fight the Power is one of my favorite um, public enemy videos. Let me be clear on that, man. You talk about Chuck D's voice projection. Listen, we always talk about rappers like Rakim, Nas, these guys whose voices just stood out to you. I totally agree with you when you talk about the voice projection of Chuck D. Like, it almost sounded like a Malcolm X, Martin Luther King slash black politician, black activist thing going on with Chuck D, man. I totally agree with you, man. Chuck D, for me, public enemy as a whole, number seven. Watch. Where you at? Number four. And this could be number one, but it's number four, but it could be number mm-hmm. one. Run DMC. Okay. Run DMC. Okay. Run DMC is 80s hip hop. Run DMC have uh, arguably, if you say the top 10 songs in hip hop history, they have maybe two of them could be there, but Suck MCs will be the first one. Mm-hmm. Um. Two years ago, a friend of mine actually said some MC Rhymes. Everybody knew it. Um, Rockbox. Rockbox is one of my favorite songs of all time. Not it's like that. that, and that's the way it is. Money pouring out of it. People come, people go, and people want to die. Don't ask me because I don't know why. But it's like that, and that's the way it is. That's everything. Literally yep. everything. So... Uh, what about hard times? Hold up. What about hard times, though? Listen, I, I agree. But to, to, to put a perspective about Run DMC, they put out four albums. Four full albums in the fucking 80s. Wow. And that is why my list from one to five, anybody can be number one. Anybody. That's so I'm not going to argue with anybody who says I should have M1, him, because you're Me right. Too. You're right. 
Mm-hmm. One of them three all-time greats. Now, let me just say this. Anybody who does not give credit to Run DMC, I'll put it up here. Run DMC dropped four albums in the 80s. Jay-Z dropped four albums in the 90s. You guys gave Jay-Z GOAT status after his four albums in the the 90s. Well, why can't we give Run DMC GOAT status? They dropped four albums in the 80s. I agree. Okay? I agree, and I love over, and I agree with you. You see what I'm saying? So there you go go with that. My nigga, I I like like how you broke that down. I like how you broke that down and said, Hov has four albums in the 90s, Run DMC has four in the 80s, so why we can't have Run DMC high? Um, where you got to rank that, Watts? Number four. I got him at number five. I ain't far behind you again. One of the most important groups in motherfucking hip-hop history. Let me tell y'all niggas that right now. These niggas are y'all fathers. All these groups out here, I don't care, Mob Deep. I don't, I don't care. These niggas are y'all fathers. Run DMC, man. Watch, I just told you niggas. Four albums in the 80s. That's all I got to say, man. Four albums in the 80s. I got them as number five, man. Walk This Way took these niggas out of here. We could talk about the music. We could talk about the the, the, the Dookie Chains. We could talk about the Adidas or No Laces. Just their influence. Just their influence alone, man. I hate niggas that try to diss Run DMC, man. And me and Watson got them real high. We ain't that far behind, Watson. Yeah, man. Uh, like I always said, now we're in my top three. There is no right oh. or wrong answer for this. This is strictly coming down to mm-hmm. preference. That's all it is. Right. So for me, me personally, number three right. in the 80s, Rakim. Mm. Okay. Rakim okay. from I Ain't No Joke. Rakim from My Melody. Rakim from I Know You Got Soul. Rakim from Move the Crowd. Rakim from Paid in Full. Rakim from Eric B. as President. I just named five, five Mike Hall of Fame songs. Five of them. All of them go into Hall of Fame. He has five songs on his first album that could go into the Hall of Fame, first ballad, Smithsonian, any way you want to go. Rakim did what Suck MCs did. It changed how hip-hop sounded to me. So there was the beginning ever hip hop where they were sounding like Van Master Cass and Melly Mel. Then there was the the run when Run came in with Suck MCs and it changed the way I heard hip hop. Like wow, it sounds even Ella, what you could do with words. And then I heard Rakim, everybody's president. Huh. And I think I don't know if I've ever heard hip hop go from zero to one hundred that Rakim is an all-time, all-time great. He's one of the most revered people of all time. Like, I one of every... Break it up, bro. Can you hear you, No, you still breaking up a little bit. Sound. Yo. breaking up. Yo, I don't know. You hear Yeah, you good now. Yo. You good now. You good. You good now. Yeah, so yeah. Rakim, Ra- Rakim at number three for me, and mm-hmm. he is he can be the number one MC. On here's <laughs> here's how I feel about Rakim. You can put Rakim as the number one MC of all time if you want to, well, because his impact was that great to hip hop. So where you got Rakim at? Where you got him at? Number three. 
I got Rock Kim at number one, man. I take seven MCs, put them in the line. I had seven more brothers within the Quran. Well, it takes seven more before I go for mine. That's 21 MCs. Ain't up at the same time. The first nigga where people was like, yo, fam. Like, Watson talked about voice projection. This nigga's voice just was different than anybody in the 80s, up to 86, 87 in me. Sorry, Slick Rick. Sorry, UTFO, Houdini, Curtis Blow, Fat Boys, Beast. Whatever these niggas, when Rock came through the game, shit just changed from how you rhymed. From where for Bobby Bobby, Dingy, all that shit was different when Rock Kim touched down, my niggas. Let's be clear on that, fam. Pain of Full is one of the most important albums in hip hop history. Would you agree, sir? I uh, 100% agree. 100% agree. Now, to me, he, well, he dropped two albums in the, in the, um, in the 80s. And I know some people say, why, why three? How would you have them so high if you only dropped Paid in Full and Follow the Leader? But niggas act like Follow the Leader wasn't a dope album. Would you agree that's a classic album? Because I do. Follow the Leader has a microphone theme, which I will argue Talk about it. Talk about might it. be his greatest song ever. Might be his greatest song ever. I'm not I mad at that. argue that. I'm not that mad is at that. a block. That is a block party song. Y'all know what that means when I say it's a block party song? That's a song where you put the speakers in the middle of the block, and then you play yeah. I Was a Fiend before I became a team. I melted microphones instead, like of, instead of cones of ice cream. Ice cream. Come on, man. Lyrics of Fury, follow the leader, microphone fiend. Back to the left. To the listeners, no competitioner. Rakim is number one for me, Rock. Yes. Let's go. Let's get moving on. Cause we got like 15 minutes. I don't want to make sure we get all our takes in. Where you at? Number now? two for me. At Rakim at one. Number two for me. Number two for me is the Blastmaster Canvas One. The man who, according to Nas, single-handedly almost destroyed Queensbridge by himself. Karis won the blast master, the teacher, Bronx. Dollar Green Supreme over the, nearly everybody. Criminal minded, you've been blinded looking for a style like mine. You can't find can't it. Find it. Yo, listen, let me tell you something, man. Karis, poetry, you must learn. Oh. Stop the violence. My mm. philosophy. Mm. You know, Scholar Rock had it all. He was a super ho- Every yes. fucking song oh. album was played like it was, like, like, like we had to study Sidebar. and memorize it. Sidebar. Sidebar, I hate to be this guy also, man. Jamaican roots also, but continue on. Okay. Listen, I, I told you the importance of the Jamaican contribution to hip-hop is second to none. Second to none. Second to none. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus Christ, the Criminal Minded album, man. I don't even know. So listen, I wanted to explain to you guys. I have K West as number two. So think about what I did. I put him over Rakim and Chuck D, just to let you know how much I fucked with K West. Poetry, the song, the South Bronx, the South South Bronx. Yes. My yes. mom led me to go bang. I said yes. the pussy is free, but the crap was money. Why That was sick, dude. That was such an anthem, my nigga. Yo, my nigga, that was such an anthem. Like, here's yeah. another thing I don't think you guys are, are, are understanding and how what were the, the, these top five are simply talking about. The way we're hearing them 
is loud. They're coming from yeah, boombox speakers that blasted. Like, this is not, it's in my earphones, and I'm listening to it in a couple of my This is blasted <laughs> outside in the radio. You hear it loud. It's booming. It's booming. So, you know, what do you got? What do you got? Chris over. Oh, my God. Number two. Yeah, Chris, we got 12 minutes. I want to make, you got, I got Chris at number two. Everything you said, I'm agree with. I don't even want to say no more. Where, where else are we at? I can't even, you, you said everything I got to say about Chris. Where we at now? Nah, ask something, man. Ask something. Because you got to make your... No, that's what I'm saying. Everything you said, I agree so with you. So you can ask Chris something. Because who I got is number knowledge one. Knowledge supreme. Ask something. Knowledge reigns supreme over nearly everybody. KRS motherfucking one. The blast master, the teacher. All right? The dude that when we watch him talk about the 80s, oh, he's going to be in 90s discussions also. That's a fact. Yes. That's a fact. Yes, yes. And I might have more. Okay, okay. So, I might have more. Oh, 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 Sabo, Sabo, Sabo. I might, I would. I'm going to let y'all niggas know right now. I do got KRS over Rakim in the 90s. Forget it. Okay. Okay. That's a different story in the 90s. So, to to me, so to me, you have Rakim at number one. Who I have at number one is who, you know who I have at number one. I have... The B I G D A double D Y K A N E. I'm good in plenty. Serving many in any competition. Wishing for an expedition. I'm straight up dissing and dismissing. Big Daddy. Big Daddy King. Big Daddy. So put a quarter in your ass because you played yourself. yourself. That Big Daddy King. Who ended off okay. symphony. That Big Daddy King. Rappers are replays, rub out and erase, competition you must be on free base. Stop Big Daddy Kane. Rough fucking and real, you can't stand still. Big yeah. Daddy Kane to me personally epitomized everything I loved about hip hop. He sounded like a battle MC on every That's song, but then he knew how to make songs for the girls. He was Biggie before Biggie. So let me explain something to you so you can really understand. Everything I love about Biggie, I loved about Kane first. Everything. So when you niggas hear me in the 90s talk about Biggie and see why I got Biggie ranked, just say it's everything I'm going to say about Kane right now. I thought Kane was the dopest. I thought Kane was the smoothest. I thought Kane had the illest flat top. Kane. <laughs> they still can't face me because if I may make things, this thing more clear, period, because I ain't bugging us. <laughs> Yo, I can't even get it out right now. Kane? Hey, hold on, let's talk about it. Kane had two albums in the 80s. Let's talk about it. Two classic albums in the 80s. Yeah, give Smooth me the black, Operator. One of my favorite King songs. Smooth Operator also. Smooth Operator. He had the Wrath of King. King. He had Lean On Me from the movie soundtrack. Oh, you remember that song, Lean On Me? Come on, son. That's off the soundtrack, the Lean On Me soundtrack with Scoop and Scrap, MCM Jacket. He looks like East Side is having trouble. Come on, son. That video used to get played on the regular. On TV raps. Kane had a great, Kane had a great stage performance. He had Scoop and Scrap. Big Daddy Kane epitomized everything that I thought they meant to be an MC. When you hear mm-hmm. Raw, let it roll, mm-hmm. get bold. I just can't hold back, folks. I'm a man, but oh. so look at your holding effects of what the heck. Watch the disco tech. Is doing for no. And then the beat comes in. When the beat comes in, it's over. A fascinating rhyme as I enchant them. Yeah, I can't even watch it. I'm gonna stop you. I got, I got Kane at number three. His contribution in the '80s to me was, was listen. It's always the argument when niggas say Biggie, Jay Z, and Nas in the '90s. It's always to me Kane, Rakim, Chris, and Slick Rick. You can't just go wrong with those four guys. You know what I'm saying? Where else you at, Wark? 
That's it. That's number one. Oh, that's it. That's number one. Okay. So I got number one yeah, also. Yeah, okay. is number one. Um, you know, I, I got to throw somebody in here, though, my G, before we wrap up. We got eight minutes here. And I said, let me ask you this. And WWE did not make a list at all, my G. No. And they didn't make my well, list say because this. I didn't, right. I didn't okay. hear them. Wait, let me tell you why. Let me just tell you why. Right. My sister was going to school in Pittsburgh, and she brought back Easy East tape and brought mm-hmm. back NWA tape. So you, you got to listen to this. All the high school, all, the, all my kids in college just listen to this. It was mm-hmm. different for me, and I didn't mm-hmm. get into NWA and Easy e until the or, until 1990. That's when I got into it hardcore. But in the 80s, I was not into it. So I can't. I can't put that there because I didn't. I, I, I wasn't uh, listening to it. I know he was out when he does it, and I know MW was out, but but I didn't listen to it until the nineties. I was late. I was late okay. to NWA uh, and Easy E. Okay, I got I had NWA number ten on my list. They dropped the album eighty seven, which was NWA and the Posse. Then you go to eighty eight straight like Compton drop. You about to witness the strength of street knowledge. After police, like nobody was really saying after police like these cats, man. Um. Gangster, Gangster, one of my favorite NWA songs, If It Ain't Rough, another dope song. Express Yourself? You didn't, you didn't like Express Yourself? You were in the building for that, my nigga. Express Yourself, dope man. Quiet on the set. Express Yourself, I got into all that in the 90s. I told you that. I was late. Wow. So I love it. It's just that I was late to it. And then Easy E, shout out to Ice Cube for holding out Easy E's album. That Easy Does It album was fire, man. You know what I'm saying? Nobody move. Uh, boys in the hood, two hard motherfuckers here. Yeah. I got NWA also. And I also want to acknowledge another West Coast dude, Ice-T. I, was, I can't say I was big on Ice-T early, early, but I can't say you're a pusher. Listen, Benny the Butcher does the before the plugs I met. And this nigga had a song called I'm, a, I'm Your Pusher in 87. So look at 87, he had a song called I'm, a, I'm Your Pusher. And then Benny had a project called The Plugs I Met. I just want to salute Ice-T. The colors too. And Ice-T. I think Daddy Kane was in um I'm your pusher video. Then the six in the morning song, Colors. I think I had some songs though. Bloods and Crips talk early, man. So I I I see at number twenty nine. Just wanna throw it out there. So Watson, what do we do? What, so I'm glad we did this, my brother, for the eighties. We're also gonna do things for the nineties. I think we also said we're gonna do groups also, right? And southern groups and west coast groups of all time, right? See, the thing about that is uh, we've been putting okay. groups in it. Like, uh, let me be clear. A group might be okay. my number one artist of the 90s. A group. Run DMC was a group, and PE was a group, and, I, and they was in my top five. So right. we might not have to do a group because I have a lot. When I did my, when I looked at my 90s, I have a lot of groups in my 90s. <laughs> so no group is being left behind. No, I think, no, you know what I'm saying? I think we should list, list the groups in the 90s. Okay. You know what I mean? Take us home, my G. PSA Hip Hop, the home of Donovan Mitchell. Oh, God. How is the home of Donovan Mitchell? Because the Knicks could have drafted him and they didn't. That's why. Y'all could have drafted him and y'all didn't. Y'all drafted Frank Nitty. Don't you ever forget that. <laughs> I can't Don't forget that, though, guys. God. I'm looking forward to the NBA season. NBA season is going to be so lit, though. Football season first, though. Oh, we're going to try to do a fantasy football, PSA Hip Hop fantasy football. Um, I'm going to try to set that up. So if y'all want to be down, leave comments on the bottom. 
uh, watch are you going to participate or no? I would like you to participate. Uh, we are football minus this year. I don't do fantasy football, brother. Do it's free, brother. Not, it's, it's, it's for free, man. My, my, my man. I know that, free. but I'm just. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I've never done fantasy football. Okay. All right. Well, that's what it is, man. PSA Hip Hop, man. This is our list of '80s dudes. I hope y'all enjoyed it. We was not doing top 50 groups of all, of all time. That's just too much. We just wanted to break it down, 80s and the 90s and the 2000s and shit. Hold up, I, I can't wait. Much. It's not too much. To, it's, not, it's not too much to do. But y'all wanted to say, it's not too much. We, we could do it. And, and think. Yeah, we, we, we could do it, but to do that would be to erase the contribution of the 80s, and I will never do that to these niggas. Every, let me check this out. Every list I've seen is a trash list. Every single list I saw did not accurately cover the contribution of 80s hip-hop. That's why I don't respect no list. Y'all think y'all get props because y'all said Rock Kim? That covers the 80s? Fuck y'all niggas. There's hold not on, hold one on. list. I forgot, hold on, hold on. I, I forgot one more clue before we go, my nigga. Houdini. How can I forget Houdini at 23? When I think of Houdini, I think of New York Hot Tracks, 1986, 1986, One Love. No, nah, it's not your One Love, nigga. I'm talking about Houdini's One Love, my dude. When the beat drops for one love, that's it. That's my soul, friends. No, Kanye, not your friend's song, nigga. I'm talking about Houdini's song, friends, nigga. Come on, man. We, we forgot Houdini? God, I'm glad I no, was on my list. No, we didn't forget him because you just talked about him. We didn't forget him. You just talked MC about MC Shan? We didn't forget him. MC Shan? 87, The Bridge? We didn't 86? Him. One of the most important songs in hip-hop history? Yeah, come with on. The, with the most, one of the most important beats, but one of the most important produced beats in his. Hold up! I forgot yeah. another dude. I'm glad I went through my list again. MC Hammer, 1988. How can I make the argument Hammer was not one of the highest artists in '88 when it came to selling Hammer, records? Hammer, can't touch Hammer, this. Hammer, and here's the thing about Hammer. Hammer's gonna, Hammer's gonna be in the '90s, man. You don't got to worry about him, but just no nigga, disrespect to him. He came out 88, my nigga. No, 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 no. You can't do that. He came out 88, my nigga. Let me say about the West Coast. Let me say something about the West Coast. There's no dissing the West Coast. When we get to the 90s, y'all going to get a whole bunch of love, a whole lot of love. Yeah, but you got to go to you know, my nigga. You cannot. But my nigga, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, my nigga. My nigga, hold on, hold on, hold on, man. You cannot talk about 1988 and not talk about MC Hammer, my nigga. You just can't. I can't. That's okay. unconstitutional. Nah. I don't feel comfortable doing that, my nigga. 88 Hammer? EPMD had EPMD in the 89, he had pumped it up. I was like, I, I gotta acknowledge this nigga, man. I'm glad I was on this list again, boy. I did not want to leave Hammer out and a couple of niggas I spoke about, man. But yeah, that's what it is, man. That's what it is, your boy 3 and Watson, man. Summer Impact on. Y'all already know what it is, man. One.